Oh, hello. Welcome everybody that's watching us online. Thank you guys so much for being here. That's awesome. Uh, welcome to our noonday prayer. This is part seven. Is that right? Yes, I believe so. Amen. Glory to God. So part seven of our noonday prayer in our 40 days of prayer and fasting. And uh, just, you know, why are we why are we fasting and praying? We're fasting and praying because we want uh, to move into the presence of God. We want to be where uh, God wants us to be. We want to be close to him. What happens when we get into the presence of God? What happens is all of a sudden, do you think that you have any problems that happen when you get into the presence of God? No. His goodness is so overflowing and so overwhelming. It just, it starts to handle all of the issues. The other thing is when you're in the presence of God, do you think that your faith is where it needs to be at that point? Uh, if you're in the presence of God, don't you think that faith comes Maybe a little easier because of your location. I mean, imagine that. Think about if right now in bodily form, Jesus walks through the door, right? Everything changes in our thinking. All of our issues, all of our problems go away. And yet we have that ability through Christ right now today because he's pulled back the veil. The difference is we don't see it with our eyes, but we are the people that are called to live by faith, not just by sight. But if we'll live by faith, we understand we have that connection available right now through Jesus Christ. But if he walked in because we've been so sight oriented, don't you think that would bolster your faith a little bit? Don't you think that it would raise it some? Well, that's the thing. So imagine how would your, if you asked, let's say Jesus walked right in here and he's standing, let's pretend I'm him. He's standing and he says, what can I help you with? Well, whatever you ask, do you think it's going to get answered? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because it's like, it's Jesus, right? It's Jesus. So when we're in the presence of God, not only do we just, you know, our, sit, our things just go away, but also when we're, we're constantly in the presence of God, our prayers, our faith rises for that and our prayers get answered, right? The other thing is, if you're in the presence of God, let's say Jesus walks in here, boom, 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 boom. Hey, I'm here and I'll be back tomorrow. What are you going to be doing between now and tomorrow? You're going to be telling people, dude, Jesus was here, <laughs> right? Jesus came. He was at Boomerang. He was there during noontime prayer. And he said he's going to be back tomorrow. Come on, get here. Jesus is going to be here, right? That's what you... So when we're in the presence, our prayers get answered. And the other thing that happens is we proclaim him, right? Now, is the presence of God available to us as believers on a regular basis. Yes, it is. It is. The presence of God is available to us. But how come then we're not seeing our prayers answered? And how come we're not proclaiming him on a regular basis? Because we don't believe it quite like that. We should, according to the word. But we haven't believed it like that. So part of what we're doing in this prayer and fasting, we're saying, Lord, OK, we're not experiencing you the way that John uh, talked about in John chapter one, verse one through four. We haven't been. But he said those words so that we could experience God the way that he did. 
Uh, not just for those believers then, but for all believers. So, all right, Lord, we want to experience you. This relationship is supposed to be real, not theory, not a made-up story, not just something where we talk about it all day long, but we never see it. It's not supposed to be like it. It's supposed to be a real relationship between us and the Father, us and Jesus, us and the Holy Spirit. So tangible, right? I remember years ago, uh, I started talking about, and I, I had a, a real relationship with Christ. And in that real relationship with Christ, I started talking to people about, yeah, I was talking to the Lord the other day. And they're like, what? Talking to the Lord the other day. I was like, yeah. Like, I didn't realize that that wasn't real with other people. I didn't realize that they didn't experience it. But see, we've gotten to this place like, oh, you're talking to Jesus you know, they think they think you're crazy. What, what are they saying? They think that a relationship is not supposed to be real with him, that he's not a real person. No, 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 no. He is so real and he longs to have that fellowship with his people. Matter of fact, he longed for that fellowship to be so strong that he sent his son because he sent his son that we might have eternal life and eternal life is what Jesus afforded. Eternal life in John 17, 3 says that you would know him and his son, Jesus Christ. And that is talking about an intimate fellowship with him. In other words, this is what God's after. Well, during this prayer and fasting, we're saying, look, there's more relationship, more fellowship available than what I've been experiencing. Let me do, if relationship is right over there where that table is, let me do what I need to do to get back over here and get into that fellowship the way I need. That's why we're in 40 days of prayer and fasting. If you're, if you're here, I believe most of you here are in some type of prayer and fasting during this period of time. If you're joining us, you're seeing it for the first time. You're saying, you know what? I need to get closer. I need some of that relationship. Join us. Jump in right now. There's all types of different kinds of fasts that you can do. These are the guidelines that we had. We believe the Lord told us uh, this time is this. Do a fast of eating food, something that at the end of this, you will have lost some weight, all right? If you hadn't lost some weight, you're probably not doing the fast uh, like a biblical fast talks about. Matter of fact, you're not. Uh, but at the same time, let's do something else. Let's not just put in kind of junk food in our mouth, but let's not put junk food in our head either. So let's fast media, TV, movies, uh, scrolling on Social media, right? Scrolling there, right? So let's fast not only what we're putting in our body, but let's also fast what we're putting in our mind and in our soul. Amen? So in the, this is why we're praying and fasting. Immediately, I mean within just a short period of time, you could feel that there was a difference that's already happened. Fasting benefits you. When you fast from the right heart, it brings benefits to your life immediately. I mean, it does, it is always brings, if you do it right from the right heart, a heart of humility and love, fasting and prayer always, listen, always brings you benefits from the Father. It always does. And Jesus said this. He didn't say, if you fast. He didn't say if. He said, when you fast, he was talking to believers. He said, when you fast. So this is something we're supposed to do all the time. So 
Uh, that's why we're fasting and praying. We want to see, and we're going to talk about this more next week. We want to see God's normal. We want to see the normal of God in our lives. I, this is something that we talked about. I'll just give you a piece of this. I don't care what I think is good or what we think is good. This is what we should want. Lord, what do you call good? If you call it good, that's what I want. So I don't want what's normal to me. I, because what's normal to me, my, he thinks higher than we think, right? I want what's normal to God. I, I can have all the ministers in the world call me up tomorrow and say, Brian, you are doing such a great job. But and as that would be awesome, and I'd say thank you and praise God, and He is good. That would be a great thing. But here's the thing that really I'm after. I'm not after that. I'm after well done, good and faithful servant from Him. I want Him to see that we're doing it the right way. I want what He calls normal, normal to us, right? But that means that we've got to go after it. We have to hunger for it. And so today we're talking about hunger. We're talking about getting into the place of hunger. And so let's just, let's just pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, as we come together to pray today, Lord, the first thing we want to do is we want to agree on your word. And then out of, out of that agreement, we want to apply faith in prayer. And receive those things in Jesus' name. We thank you for your word on hunger. We thank you, Lord, for the ability to hunger. And we just go after you, Lord. We want your normal. We want your normal. Help us, Lord, today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So you can go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6. And then the first day when we came here for noon prayer, the first day we came here, uh, we talked about Thanksgiving. And then the next day we talked about praise. And then we started talking about why to fast, what are the benefits of fasting. Then we talked about how to fast. And when we moved into how to fast, you start getting into uh, our lives need to look different. They need to be separate. We need to be humble. We need to be operating in love. But we need to be uh, fasting a certain way. We actually showed in Isaiah 58 that not everybody who fasts receives the benefits. You need to go about it the certain way. And so we go about that with humility and love. You can go back and watch those. But here's the thing. Then we went into, that led into consecration. Now, consecration is a uh, proactive uh, stance, being intentional and purposed to take action, not just agree with, I need to be separated and holy, but to take action to be separated and holy. And then yesterday we talked about the holy and the profane, right? And, and all of this, what are we doing? Uh, there was a picture in the Old Testament when, if again, if the table here is God and we're trying to get to the Lord, the picture in the Old Testament was that the Lord was in the holy of holies. And then there was the, the court, the holy place. And then there was the outer court, which was, which was the beginning of the temple. And they had gates on them. And so they came in 
through the gates with thanksgiving. In Psalms 100, enter my, my gates with thanksgiving and my courts with praise. And then we know that in the inner courts, we stay there. The thing that happened in those courts, the holy place, was the priests, they consecrated themselves. They got holy or they couldn't, they couldn't live in the presence of God. So they, they came in thanksgiving, praise, preparation, and then they stayed in the presence of God. Now, yes, this is Old Testament and it was under the law. And we have grace today, but the purpose of grace is to give us the favor and the empowerment to give us entrance back into the presence of God. Although he's not in the physical holy of holies, he is in his place and we have entrance into his heavenly holy of holies by the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace empowers us to prepare ourselves to be consecrated and holy and enter in to that place. And then here's the other thing though. A lot of times we're not even getting to that place because we're not hungry. We're not hungry. This is something I'll tell you the story of what happened. I've had this multiple times through my life where the Lord has really led me to a place of hunger. But I'll tell you the most recent story is I, I just, you know, a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, we had good results, good fruit in Boomerang here at the church. Uh, we always have had good fruit. It always seemed to be above average. It, we've never not had a time where we, di where we ha didn't have good fruit. But yet, it was like something was off. Something just wasn't quite right. And so the Lord started taking me to this place of hunger, although I didn't know that's what he was doing at first. And how did he get me to that place of hunger? Well, the first thing he did was he led me to start fasting, right? And uh, my wife and I have a joke uh, that basically, yeah, if you'll fast, you'll get hungry. Well, duh. Yeah, yeah. If you if you stop eating, you're going to get hungry physically. But it has an effect in the spiritual as well. You'll get hungry spiritually as well. There's something in there that puts the flesh down and grabs a hold of God with your spirit. There's something in fasting and prayer that does that. And so I, I'm I'm like, Lord, I don't know what's wrong. And one of the first things he showed me was, uh, if you're aware of boiling point and temperature, uh, in general, boiling point is 212 degrees. Now, when water boils, you realize that they used to power uh, steam engines across the country that would pull these great trains across the country with the power of boiling water. That was what the steam engines, that's how they worked. They took the power in boiling water and they powered uh, these trains across the country and all kinds of other things as well. But if you take that water and you heat it up to 212 degrees, it starts to boil. But if you're at 211 or 210, no boiling, no power, right? Now, that water, it'll burn you, it'll scald you, it's hot compared to other water, but it's not producing any power. And so here I was, compared to other people, we may have looked hot and on fire for God. But were we hot and on fire in the same way? Were we hot and on fire compared to Jesus? 
See, that was the issue. Now, I don't, were we at 210 or that close to boiling? I don't even think we were that close. I just think that we had ro- risen above the curve of the world and the world saw that and we got kind of comfortable there. But he's saying, look, if you're going to produce power, if you're going to move in the reality here, you've got to take this thing all the way up and you've got to start producing power. That means you've got to raise the temperature of your spirit, the heat of my fire going after God. And how are you going to do that? And so I'm going through this first fast and and I don't really feel like the Lord's talking to me. And, and you know, here's the thing. It's like, it's interesting what he did to me. I could tell he was moving. I knew he was moving, but I couldn't feel it or sense it. I, I, he and I weren't having like these regular conversations. I would talk to him, but I wasn't really getting back from him, right? And I, I did this extended fast, and it's like, Lord, I'm fasting. I'm seeking you, but I'm, I don't feel like anything's coming back. Now, I have a choice here to make. Do I keep on? Or do I get frustrated? Humility says, I just, I trust him. He told me to do this. I'm not going to get weary and well-doing. I'm just going to keep on. Pride says, doggone it, I'm fasting. I ought to be seeing something. Well, I might ought to be seeing something. Something was happening. But I trusted him by faith, not by sight. I knew stuff was happening. I just couldn't put a finger on it. I just, I couldn't feel it. I couldn't sense it. But I knew based off of his promise, I'm being obedient to him. Things are happening. I just don't know what. But it truly, during that period of time, here's what happened in me. I got hungry. I'm like, I want to be, I want to be experience something. There, I'm, I got hungry to touch him. I got hungry to experience him. And in the end of the fast, he said, your problem is you're not hungry. Near the end of the fast, he said, your problem is you're not hungry. I'm like, Lord, I'm at the end of a 40 day fast. I don't even know many people that have done this. Maybe one at that point. I know a lot more now. But I was like, maybe one person that that did it. I said, and you're telling me you're not hungry? Again, I have a choice. Get frustrated or get humble. Okay, He's, he's God. He knows what's going on. I'm not pulling the wool over his eyes. Okay, Lord. If I'm, you say I'm not hungry, then I'm not hungry. But here's the issue. I don't know how to get any hungry. <laughs> I don't know what to do. You know, I need to know how to, to hunger after you more. I, 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 in other words, out of my humility, here was my prayer. Help. Help me. Help me get hungry. And is there a one, two, three step plan? No, there's just some basics to it on getting hungry. Either you're hungry or you're not. And listen, God doesn't just, God doesn't just take hunger and drop it in you. Who's responsible for hunger? We are. We are. I had to make a choice. This is the choice that he brought up to me. Either you're hunger, hungry for the things and the normal of the world, or you're hungry for the things that are normal with me. And you need to choose. Which one? Do you want mediocre or do you want on fire and producing power? Which one do you want? And, I, and here's where my hunger came from. Well, I mean, that's an obvious question. But I spent time meditating on that question.
I said, he said, meditate on that. What do you want? What do you want, Brian? What do you want? This is what he just kept running over inside my heart. Lord, I want you. I want you. I want you. And over days and weeks and months, all of a sudden, hunger rose. Hunger rose. And I'll give it to you like this. I was, so, I was so hungry. So that was from September into October, right? I think it ended on October 14th or 15th. That was from September to October, that first 40-day fast. I got so hungry over the next few months that when January uh, 1st came around, I went into another 40-day fast. Now, I'm telling you, physically, I'm already feeling the effects. I'm already feeling the effects of that first fast days into the second fast. Like it jumped, the effects of that first one, it just kind of jumped right over into this one. So I feel like I'm already, I, I don't feel like I'm at day, you know, two or three. I feel like I'm at day 20, 25 already on day two or three. But Lord, I want you more than I want food. I want you more than I want to be normal in other people's eyes. Father, I want you. I'm hungry for you. I'm hungry for you. I'm hungry for you. And as I meditated on what do I want, do I want God or not? And see, God had risen in my mind. He had gotten to the place where he had risen in my mind that I understood that if I'm just close to him, if I'm just with him in his presence, that handles everything that I need. I need him. I need his presence. I need his presence. I need his presence. I need his presence. And when you, when you get to that place, hunger has no choice but to rise up. And in that second fast, oh, we had a relationship more. I was talking to him, he was talking to me. There was definitely more interaction than there was in the first one. But in that one, from my hunger came the word that I needed. What you're looking for is fresh fire. That's what he told me. All right. Well, here's the thing. He could have told me that before I even started fasting. He could have said, you need fresh fire. But would I have esteemed it as high without the hunger? No. See, there's something about hunger. Let's look at this verse. It says in Matthew chapter five and verse six, this is the Beatitudes. It says, blessed, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And here's the promise, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. See, if I would not have gotten hungry then my satisfaction may have come in pieces, but it wouldn't have been the satisfaction that the Lord had for, had for me. If I, if I wouldn't have been hungry, maybe I would have received some, but I'm sure that I would not have received all. I'm sure that I would not have received all. I'm sure of it. But because of my hunger, because of my hunger, the satisfaction came. 
And, I, and not only that, but his new word, I hungered after it. Lord, I want every bit of it. I need your fire. I need fresh fire from heaven. What did that hunger do? It drove me to my knees to pray like a man who was about to die if I didn't get fresh fire. And in that prayer, I got, I got a vision of it. It's coming and it immediately started to pour out in our lives and that fire came and it's still, it's still burning today. But listen, if I drop hunger along the way, all of a sudden that fire can die down. That satisfaction can go back down. Hunger is something that we need to put on and keep on us at all times. That's why, that's why right now, um, in this, in this, time of you know prayer and fasting right now you know we're in the new year well listen from September and you know I'm telling you this because I want to encourage you from September 2016 to September 2017 there were including those two 40-day fasts and then I did multiple fasting beyond that there was a total of 420 meals that I fasted during in that year. That's over 120 days, 140 days, if you add make three meals a day. It ended up being a total of 140 days worth of fasting in one year period of time. That just ended in September, just a couple of months ago, a few months ago. And yet... I'm still hungry. I'm, I know the importance of it. See, think about my thinking. I'm coming into this new year. What's the last thing my body wants to do? Fast. Why? Because I spent a year of heavy, extensive fasting. But why? And yet, here it comes, the new year. And what am I doing? Fasting. Why? Because I know the importance of maintaining a hunger for the Lord. Of staying on fire for the things of God. And I'm telling you that to encourage you. Push your flesh. Push your body. And understand that the things of God, the things of His Spirit are more important. They're more important than the things that you put in your mouth. Bishop David Oyodepo says this. Don't eat away your destiny. Don't eat away your destiny. If you look at this verse, Matthew 5 and verse 6, and you see that word there, hunger. Hunger, the, that, that word literally means to crave. That word means to crave. To crave it. Hunger for His righteousness. Hunger for His righteousness. Now, I want, I want you to see this. His righteousness basically means everything that is right with him. Everything. So what are we talking about? We're talking about, you know, you can boil it down. He's talking specifically about righteousness. But in righteousness, you can basically say, go after God with everything you got. Hunger after God and all of his things and all of his ways. Hunger after him. So what is he saying? It's saying right there, crave God. Crave Him. Crave Him. You want to learn what craving feels like? This is a great thing about fasting. You want to learn what craving feels like? Stop eating for about two or three days. You'll learn what craving feels like. All of a sudden you will crave 
Like, like the first, you know, I've been at a time where I was only having water in a fast. And I'm telling you, this is this funny. Uh, I'm telling you, brushing my teeth at night never tasted so good. Glory to God. There's a flavor because all I've had is water. Give me something with flavor, right? Just, I'm craving just, you know, and the girls would have like a bowl of soup and I'm like, <laughs> you know, craving something, something. When's the last time that we did that with the Lord? When's the last time that we craved? Oh, Lord, we wake up in the morning and we crave him. Oh, I crave you. I'm craving after God. You know, I, I, as, as much as I'm talking about hunger and I'm talking about being on fire and I did all that fasting not too long ago, I'm telling you, from the end of September to the first of the year within those few months, I dropped some of it. I wasn't as hungry. I wasn't as on fire. I could, in, in this fast, in the first couple of days, I found myself waking up in the morning going, Hey, Lord. Just instantaneously, fasting helped me to crave after him again, to crave for him. He says, those who hunger and thirst after him, after righteousness, they shall be satisfied. We need hunger. We need hunger. That word there, thirst, this is, I love this. That word there, thirst, here's what it means. It means to seek greedily. To seek God greedily. And the example is like a predator chasing a prey. You ever seen a, a, a cat or, you know, like maybe a, a lion or something in, on a film from Africa? And like they're, they're, they're coming up on a prey and they're, I mean, they're almost licking their chops before they're like, oh my goodness gracious. They're, they're seeking, they're, they're greedily seeking like a predator after a prey. That's the way God says, crave me and seek me greedily. Whoa, 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 I'm supposed to seek greedily something? Yeah, God. We're supposed to go after him. Lord, I'm going to get your time for anybody else does. Now, he, thank goodness he's God. He can meet all of our... But that's the way we ought to approach it. I'm going to get you. I, you can't have him. He's mine. I'm licking our chops that we get to spend time with the creator of the universe and enter into that fellowship. And we get to be his child and sit on his lap. We got to hunger for him. Hunger for him. To seek greedily. Like a predator after a prey. And he says, you will be satisfied. Now see, we water stuff down so much. I, our, our watering down of things, like when we read that word in the English, think about that. Did, did hunger and thirst after his righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after his righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. When you read that in English and we watered it down, did you get the impression that it meant crave and seek greedily after God? No. We water stuff down like that, but this is exactly what the original language is saying. He's saying, crave and seek greedily. And it's not just all satisfied. What, what do you think? If you had to tell me what satisfied meant, 
Like if, if here's average living uh, and, and here's no, nothing good and here's everything good. If you had to describe where satisfied was in our head, where would we put it? Kind of like just a little bit above average. We're satisfied, right? That's not what it means. It means to be gorged. In other words, have you ever eaten so much that you felt like you were going to throw up? In other words, you didn't just get full. You were so full, it's, you know, on the verge of overflowing, right? That's the way God is. He's an excessive God. He doesn't mean that you just get eat to the place where you're, you know, content. See, we use satisfied today like, well, we're just, you know, just barely content. We're just, we're just satisfied. No, no, no. That word means gorged. That means a feast. That means you can't put one more thing in your mouth and get it down your throat or else it's going to be a problem. When we crave for him and seek greedily, God makes us this promise. You will be filled with this goodness. You will be so satisfied. We must hunger for him. We must hunger for him. We must hunger for him. So let's just close our eyes for a minute. Lord, just help us see the difference between what we've been doing and true hunger and thirst. Father, we do, I just pray right now that everybody that's listening to this, everybody that's here, everybody that's watching online, Father, I just pray right now that they will see the difference between hungering like you're talking about and what we have been doing before. Lord, teach us and show us and empower us to crave and greedily seek after you like a predator goes after a prey. Lord, we need your filling, not just for us. We need your filling for the ministry that we have to do. We need it for our families and we need it for us as well. We need your filling and your fullness. We need it, Lord. We need it. Thank you, Father, for it. Lord, let us see the difference. Just sit on that. Let the Lord talk to you right here. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. As you, I want to give you one other thing on hunger today. We're going to talk some more about it in the next coming days. But one of the things that I want to give you is this. If you're not hungry for something, what does it mean? It means if I'm not hungry, then I've filled myself on other things, right? 
I've filled myself on other things. I've, if God is the real, then I've filled myself on a substitute, a counterfeit. You know, uh, a lot of times, you know, you know, we had to teach our girls and now Luke, like, dude, you can't fill up on chips. You need to eat like some regular food that has some substance to it. Otherwise, what's going to happen, he's going to grow up with a substitute health and it's going to be a problem. He needs nutrition. He needs the real. The real is God. The real is love, absolute love, who is God. If we're not hungering for God and craving God, like I asked the question before, when's the last time you craved God like you were craving food the first you know, two or three days into a fast? If you're not craving God like that, then that, what that means is that you filled up on something else. Maybe it's religion. Maybe it's the TV. You know, maybe it's sports. Maybe it's whatever. Maybe it's, you know, uh, drama. You know, maybe it's gossip. Maybe it's whatever. You, but you've filled up on something. You have taken your satisfaction from something that's not real. It's like eating spiritual junk food. And so we've got to ask the question. See, we've got to allow that question to then challenge us. Okay, all right, I see what you're saying. And then we need to back up and say, all right, where have I been filling up on that hasn't been the Lord? Right? Why, why do we make every excuse to, you know, not read the Bible? Or not pray. We'll do everything else but it. I mean, you know, most, most Christians don't read their Bible at all hardly any day. They're not meditating on scripture. They're not in prayer, honestly. And if they are, it's minutes. It's no, there's no other time beyond that. So they got 24 hours. Let's say that a good one does something for 15 minutes a day, right? 15 minutes a day, that's a quarter of an hour. That's about one one hundredth of a day. So we find 99 one hundredths approximately to do everything else. But God, who is our life. In other words, we spend 99% filling up with junk food. And then we want him to make everything right and good. And yet we've only given him, you know, a tidbit of our time. We haven't craved him. We haven't sought after him greedily. We've just said, basically, check, I touched God today. Glory, hallelujah. So we've got to back up and say, why am I doing that? And what, what am I doing? What can I do to change that, right? One of the things that happens is, this is when we get, again, if God is that table, if I'm way over here, if I'm way over here because I haven't been hungry and I'm not really longing for it, right? But think about fasting again. Think about day two, three or four, right? You're outside. You're fine. You know, you notice when you fast, all of a sudden, like your body goes into a mode that says, I need something. And it's like reaching out. One of the things that it does is your smell actually improves. Anybody experience that, right? And then, you know, but while I'm outside, I can't smell what's going on in the house. But my, my nose is like, 
<laughs> I need something. I'm craving something like that. But see, while I'm out, out here, but if I get closer to the place where the real food is, all of a sudden I, my, I pick up on that and I'm like, ding, right? And it pulls me straight to, I want to go to that place. See, if we will, even though we may be over here, if we'll commit our works, right? Yeah, go, go to Proverbs chapter 16, I think it's verse 3. And, and let's put this up in the King James. King James, Proverbs 16 and verse 3. They say the same thing, but it'll, it'll make more sense here actually in the King James. It says, commit your works unto God that your thoughts might be established. In other words, even when your thoughts are off, even when your thoughts are off, like I'm over here, I'm away from God, even when my thoughts are off, if I will simply put my life in the direction of God, and I will start taking steps towards him. What will happen is I'll catch a whiff of his goodness. And that will start causing me to hunger more. Because you notice when you're fasting, all of a sudden you get a whiff of food. And, and all of a sudden you're hungrier than you were just a second before. Because you caught a whiff of the goodness, <laughs> of the good smell, right? It's the same thing with God. He says, if you'll commit your work. So in other words, even if you don't know how to get hungry, if you'll just start, all right, Lord, I'm going to take, I'm not just going to take five minutes a day. I'm, I'm not just going to take a few minutes a day and just be like, check the box. I'm going to take some time. This is one of the things about fasting is, I mean, ultimately, we should be taking our time when we usually eat and spending that time with the Lord. So at the very least, if you eat fast 30 minutes a day, it ought to be 30 minutes at breakfast, 30 at noon, and 30 at dinner. You, now you've got an hour and a half, you and Jesus. And if I'll commit my works, all of a sudden I'm going to be hungry for more of it, of his presence. Oh yeah, I want, I want more of that. And all of a sudden I'm going to find myself hungry for him. If I will give him that time and I will go after him. So one of the things for hunger is to examine why am I not hungry? What have I been filling myself with? And let me be intentional to put some of that to the side. And let me now commit my works whether I feel like doing it or not. Whether I feel like, do you feel like stopping for an hour? Does, let's be honest. Does your flesh feel like stopping and giving an hour and a half a day to the Lord? No. Well, too bad, flesh. You are going to do. You are getting submitted right here. And I'm going to give myself to the Father. And I'm going to commit my works. And he says, your thoughts will be established. If you'll commit your works, I'll help you. I'll, I'll get you on the right track. And then all of a sudden, you get to that place and it's like, man, I don't want to leave here. The presence of God is awesome. All of a sudden, my thoughts are established. That hour and a half becomes easy. It becomes easier and easier. And now I'm hungering and I'm craving him. I'm seeking after him greedily like a predator after a prey. And all of a sudden, the feeling, the satisfying, the gorging begins in my spirit. And that gorging in my spirit then brings supernatural life to me. And my family and the people around me. Can you see how every believer needs to be doing this? And yet, you, you know, you don't, we don't have to say the numbers, but who has? Who has? 
Well, it's easy. It's easy to figure out. How many people you see around you who are satisfied? And not just satisfied a little bit above the norm. How many people around you, they're so satisfied they're filled and overflowing? There's not many of them. Even in the church. Even in spirit-filled churches. There's not many of them. They walk the walk and talk. They talk the talk. Now, let me say it like this. They talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. There's not a filling. There's not an overflow. They talk about being overflowed, but it's not real. I was tired of the fake. I hope you're tired of the fake too. But that goes back to hunger. So right now, let's pray. Pray a lot in the Holy Ghost for our hunger to be established. Lord, we're looking to be satisfied, filled to overflowing for you and for us. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we commit ourselves. Agree with me right here. We just, we commit ourselves to hunger and crave after you. To thirst and seek you greedily like a predator after a prey. And Father, according to your will, we will be Filled, satisfied, overflowing in our life. Lord, help us to see what we've been putting down as spiritual junk food. Help us, Lord, we ask, help us to commit our works. Help us to get hungry. Hunger is in our ballpark. That's our responsibility. The first thing is, Lord, we take responsibility for our own hunger. We don't, we are not waiting on you to drop it on us. We take responsibility for it. We take responsibility for it. Hunger's my responsibility. Lord, I, we repent for not craving you like we should. Lord, and that means we, we ask your forgiveness for a lack of hunger and a lack of craving. And we turn, we go 180 degrees and we go towards you with everything we have right now. We ask for your forgiveness. And by faith, we receive right now forgiveness for not hungering after you, for being lukewarm. In a world that is longing for some people to be on fire. Lord, get us, help us get to the boiling point And producing your power in this earth that so desperately needs the fire of God. Father, with the hearts turned and repented right now, I just ask in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would give supernatural hunger to some people. Lord, let supernatural hunger fall on me. Let supernatural hunger fall on me and fall on some people that are listening to this. In the name of Jesus, supernatural hunger on the repentant heart, the heart who has taken the place of flesh and doesn't have the stony heart, but is ready to receive from you the way that you want them to receive. Supernatural hunger be in Jesus' name. Father, 
mani kavrobe, frobe to give us to, covri emendakara, chinimest, kvaravaravandomomotromom. Father, right now we pray out the mysteries. We pray out the mysteries of God into the lives. Lord, I know right now you're praying over people through the Holy Spirit and people that don't, we don't even know who they are, but you know who they are. People that are watching, people that are sitting here, you're praying out the things that we don't even know what needs to happen, but you know what needs to happen in Jesus' name. May lives be full from the hunger. May lives be full from the hunger in Jesus' name. I just see, I see right now a lady that is watching this. I, I don't know what your age is. Seems like, seems like you uh, might be in your 20s or 30s, maybe 40s, maybe. And all of a sudden you're just like, yes, you're connecting to the message and you're saying, I want what he's talking about. I've been longing for something and what he's talking about. The Holy Spirit is witnessing to you right now that what I'm talking about is what you've been longing for. And he's connected you to this message to connect you to his will for your life. Now, you go after Him. In the name of Jesus, go after Him with a craving, seeking Him greedily right now as a predator after a prey. You crave Him in the morning and at noon and at night. And you, you, lady, you will be filled and overflowing in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you right now, you will be filled and overflowing in the name of Jesus. I pray right now for that lady. You may be around some people. They, <clears throat> your hunger has already concerned them. But I'm telling you, there's more to life than what you have seen and what they have seen. There's more to the overflowing life of God. And this is the real message that God's been trying to get to you. Be on fire. Don't worry about them. Go after me with everything you got and you will be filled. I would say that that word was specific for one person. But here's the other thing. Anybody, that's just Bible, what I gave. Anybody can grab a hold of that and make it their own if you want it. So I see you. I see you now. I see you shaking by the power of God. Yeah, I feel, I feel the completion of His promise in your life. And you're shaking under the power of God. And Holy Spirit, visit her now in the name of Jesus. Fill and overflow her. Lay her out, Lord, in the Spirit. Let the fire of God hit her now. Fire of God hit her now in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Praise God for technology that allows us to reach beyond just, just one place. I'm glad. If you're right here today, if you're here, right, and you're, you, you just like, I need some of that. I need hunger. I need fire. Just come up right now. 
come up. I need a touch. I need some hunger. We don't have our full set of catchers, but people can help. Let me hold your hand here. Put your hand on your stomach. Fire of God. Hunger of God. Zombrain. Brain. Skuri. Onsi. Laka. Onsi. Basso. Roma. Roma. Rosi. Mi. Cara. Bani. Achoro. Shona. Doroma. Sovremi. Horikama. Fire of God. Fire of God. Lame. Monta. Mosobo. Bono. Momo. Momo. I'll hold your hand. Simle. Fire of God, Lord. Lord, it doesn't matter about age. Lord, you draw hunger. I remember you putting a hunger on me when I was a child. Lord, let that same hunger come on her now in the name of Jesus. Hunger be in the name of Jesus. Hunger be in Jesus' name. Hunger be. Lord, let it transfer in Jesus' name. Whoever's next. Hand on your tummy. Hunger of God. Be craving. Be. Put your hand on your stomach. Let's do it the other way. Change. Change. There you go. Lord, we're committing our works. We commit to committing our works in the name of Jesus. Hunger rise up in new ways in Jesus' name. Hunger of God. We've done. Pulled them out of the camera booth. Amen. Amen. <laughs> On your tummy. Yeah, hunger, Lord. The hunger of a pure childlike heart to go after you in Jesus' name. Sunday. Hunger be in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Soon the Lelo Dom. Hunger, hunger. Yeah, there's something specific for you today. Hunger be If you're at home right now, just receive this. 
You don't have to be here. It's always better if you can be. And if you can get here tomorrow, fine. Good. Every weekday we're praying at noon and we're praying for the things of God, for a move of God in this region. But if you're at home right now and you're not here today and you're watching this, right now just raise your hands where you're at. Now hunger be. Fall on them, Lord. Let them be strengthened and empowered. In the name of Jesus, Santa Calaio just raise your hands and say, Lord, I believe and I receive the fire of Jesus, the fire of God. Yeah, glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord. We shall be satisfied, filled, and overflowing because we will crave you, hunger and thirst after you, seek after you greedily. Lord, we praise you. We thank you for it. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Every day the Lord's instructed us uh, to receive uh, giving for the building of the kingdom. We have a big event that's coming up where we're going to be giving uh, basically thousands into the lives in this community. And we're going to be winning souls uh, into the kingdom and making disciples as part of who we are. You're welcome to give online. There's a link that you can give and be a part of that. Be partners with us and be a partner of the grace that he's pouring out in this place. If you're here, you're welcome to give into the basket for whoever might be giving whether it be here or there. Father, we receive that in the name of Jesus. We receive that as precious seed, holy to you. And Lord, what they have taken of their lives, let it now be multiplied back into their lives. May it be taken up, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto their lives. Father, we thank you for it. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you all so much for being here. If you're still laid out, uh, the power of God is touching you. You just sit. You don't have to go anywhere. Uh, you just relax. Father, we continue to receive. We continue to receive. Thank you so much for joining us. We love you. Thanks for joining Noon Prayer. We're going to be talking more about hunger for the next three days, uh, for Thursday, and, or next two days, Thursday and Friday. Join us tomorrow at noon. We love you. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Amen.